Blog Talk Radio. Radio show on blogtalkradio.com, starring me, Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I'm hoping that I am live. I cannot hear I for some reason. Um, I, are you there? I cannot hear I, so she's gonna try and figure that out. Um, uh, hopefully you guys can hear me. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear. But anyway, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other. I'm going to go to the chat room. Everybody in the chat room, you guys tell me. Can you hear me? Oops, I hear Laura. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so you guys can log on to thepetpsychic.com. Again, that's thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. Um, I've got a great blog and videos, and the radio shows are posted there, so check it out. Um, also, you guys can call into the show at 917-889-2693. Again, that's 917-889-2693. And you can join us in the chat room. And also, you can join us on face on our Facebook page. We watch that Facebook page during the show. Um, I like can to hear see me? the pictures of animals. Hey, I. Oh, great. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. She's back. She's on. You know what? I was talking the whole time, and I didn't realize no one could hear me. <laughs> so now I feel silly. <laughs> I did oh, the whole intro kidding. and everything. That's okay. Here you are. Here I so, am. So I was just telling everyone that they could log on to our Facebook page and post their animal picture during the show, which is facebook.com forward slash pet psychic radio. Like our page and share the post. We got lots, lots, and lots of posts. So if you like them, share them. Sounds and, good. Yeah. So. Uh, did you give out the call number, which is, uh, I'll just do it again if you haven't done it, 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Call in right now because we'll be picking up your call. Um, so moving on with the show, um, just wanted to ask you quickly, I know this week you were telling me about picking up, um, helping out an animal or something from the shelter. Yeah, so um, so my friend is like, she's fallen in love with these dogs at the Downey Shelter, the Downey County Shelter, which is a very high kill, disgusting, disgusting shelter down in LA, and uh, which Aloha came from. I mm-hmm. dog, right? Your dog came yep. from there. Yep. And um, 
And she, um, she posts, like, albums all the time, and she asked me if I could post it on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. And I did. And one of my friends in Oregon said, oh, my gosh, I want a chihuahua from there. So um, she is – so now we're, on, we're trying to get down there and adopt this dog, or she will take pretty much any chihuahua seven years old or older, like an, an older dog or um, in high risk of getting killed. So – so we're trying to figure out. I can't get down there until Tuesday. I thought I was going to maybe go today and you were going to go with me. Yeah. Um, but now it looks like Tuesday. So I put it out to Nancy, who books all our rescue guests, and Nancy is on it. She's trying to find somebody down there um, to go rescue this little guy. Um, or cool. one of the other dogs there. Yeah, so it's exciting. But Nancy, you know, so she, this is what she does. She networks all the dogs, all the rescues. And uh, so when I told Nancy that I needed the help, all of a sudden my inbox is getting flooded with <laughs> dogs that need home. Oh, email after email after email, and I think, oh gosh, just looking at them makes me want to burst into tears. And I just, I, I just praise all those rescue people who are out there every single day, just networking hundreds of dogs, and it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's such hard work. Mhm. And just so many nice ones. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so many nice ones. Yeah, what's you know interesting about that Downey shelter is um you know we got Aloha was originally from the Downey shelter and we got her through a rescue group which I can't remember the name of the group uh now uh but she was originally from the Downey um shelter and then got pulled out from this rescue group so similar situation Mm -hmm. you know on the website it's it's amazing there are so many poodles yeah there's a lot of poodles down there poodle mixes and oh my Mm -hmm. gosh so many nice dogs and she's the best i mean she's the best dog ever so (laughs) i feel so lucky that we saw her and that also, the whole thing with Downey for us was there was a connection because when I was born, I was born in Los Angeles, but my first home where my parents lived at the time I was born was in Downey. So as soon oh, as we kid. found out that she was originally from Downey, I was like, oh, we have a connection. We definitely have to get this dog, and we named her Aloha. Really? So I always have, like, this image of Downey that it's like the ghetto, but it's not? Um, I mean, I wouldn't call it the ghetto i mean i don't know about that word but i would say um you know it's not it's it's like a working class kind of community and you know when i when i lived there i was living in a government funded like low-income housing um and it is you know it can be a little tough out there but i was only three so yeah no that might have been totally socially incorrect to say that but I think the only reason why I had that image was because mm-hmm. the Downey Animal Shelter has such a bad reputation of being so bad. Yeah, so I always just they thought do. it was like a bad place, oh, no. but it, it is. Necessarily... No, hmm. it's true. They do have a high kill. You know, that's what I hear always is like, oh, the Downey Shelter is the, you know, high kill shelter. Um, then again, you know, who knows? I don't know why that is. Maybe they have a more more animals than they can take. I don't know. Right. I think I don't so. Know what they, numbers must. Are. Mm-hmm. they must. But uh, I mean, for all of you out there that are looking for animals, the Downey Shelter, like, get them out of there because 
they have amazing animals. They and they have yeah. I've seen just really if you're looking for a specific dog like a Great Dane or something where you know you want a purebred Great Dane, sometimes they have them in there or like a Saint oh, Bernard yeah. or. It's so you know? true. I saw Newfoundland. I saw Boxer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so many do- labs. Two labs are in there: Black Lab and Yellow Lab. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So check it out for sure. It's it's. It's definitely a place you can go and check out. Okay, let's get to some calls. Let's do it. Okay, so let's see here. We have our first caller is Rocky. His picture is on Facebook. He's nine years old when he died on uh, July of 2013 last year. and He died of a tumor on his spleen. And Monica, his mom, would like to know how he is doing. Uh, so, Monica, tell us a little bit about how... Um, his passing was and you know what you'd like to ask hi thanks for um letting me on the air um yeah rocky was my he was my best friend it was really hard for us um basically he had a tumor on his his spleen the hemangiosarcoma and it ruptured and he lost so much blood the vet said well you could try surgery you could try not to have surgery he'll probably pass if you don't have surgery and then we scheduled surgery and then it Basically, it ruptured again, and you could tell because his gums went white. He was really lethargic. He could hardly walk, and we said, you know what, I think it's time. And we had already set up um, with this um, nice vet who comes to the house to put him to sleep. And so, um, you know, we thought we were going to have surgery. We ended up putting him to sleep on Sunday instead of having surgery on Wednesday. And it was, you know, it was really, really hard on us, and I really, really miss him. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to see how he was because... Get him and talk to him. So is he the golden? Yes. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, he is. Let's get him. But those spleen, or t- spleen tumors are so common. So many yeah. dogs have them. Uh, okay, let's get let's get Rocky and see how he's doing. Okay. He said he swam to heaven. And it was in the most beautiful water. He used to love swimming. Did he love to swim? I never heard of them swimming to heaven before. <laughs> he liked to swim? Yeah, he loved it. We would always take him in the summertime. <laughs> oh, I love that. He said when he got there, the sun was really glittery. Hmm. And then he said what happened is that he became sunshine. Then he said he was like a flash of light. And he went flying through his people's house. And I warmed their hearts. So if you can think back to that, do you remember a sense of peace ever coming over you? Because it sounds like he kind of flew through you all or flew around you all. Do you remember? Oh, um, I do. It was just so hard at the moment, you know, but I do. Yeah, yeah like some people can't feel it when they try and touch them because there's so much in grief. And some mm-hmm. people have like a little bit of a feeling of that relief, like, oh, my gosh, like a light me, like a light feeling inside of them. Yes. He says he wants to say that he's proud of you. Mm-hmm. 
saying something about, he's saying that what of a good mother you are. Do you, is he talking about mother to children or mother to him, do you think? I have children and animals, Yeah, I think it's your children. Aww. She's so good and patient. He says you also know that how to tell them to stop doing something without them being scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. He says that he wants you to know that he lies with you all the time. He lies with me all the time? Yeah. Aww. And that he runs around you. Aww. And that he keeps everyone safe. So he's watching over your family. Aww. So beautiful. I love him so much. I miss him so. So I feel like he was an old soul. You know, he was... In his eyes, you know, you could just see it. You're so smart and loving. Yeah, he keeps saying he's always going to be around you. Mm-hmm. I'm like their angel. Mm-hmm. And then he says that there's one kid that he's with more than others. Oh. And because that kid has a really special sight. Do you have a little boy? How old are your kids? Um, four, six, and eight. And how old is? Do you have a boy? Yes, I have two boys. I wonder which one it is. Is one of them like? Do you feel like one of them is more sensitive than others? Um, emotionally, yes. Yeah, I think maybe that's the one he's talking. Is that the younger one? Which one is that? The older one is a little bit more emotionally sensitive. The younger one. I'm not sure. I thought maybe because he's younger, he might be able to feel more. Uh, I think it would probably be, if he's talking about a kid that's more psychic, it would be the one that's more emotionally. Okay. So um, so he's around that one more. Well, that's interesting. I'd ask your son, like, does he ever sense anything or how does he feel? Because he might be pick, he might be really empathetic, and so he's picking up other people's stuff. That's why he's so sensitive. Mm-hmm. But he's like his oh. guardian angel. Wow, I have a big picture of them too on my wall. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah, both of them together. Oh, good. Yeah. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, Monica, will you ask? your um son uh sometime and see uh, and call us back and let us know if he's yeah i will i will that. yeah that is so That's cool wonderful. well thank you so much for calling in and thank sharing you. your story thank, thank you so much thank you bye, bye i love this picture um of rocky so cute i know isn't he's he the sweetest <laughs> yeah just really really i mean talk about like you know when you just see a picture and you know that that um, that dog is, like, just a good dog, you know? He's very <laughs> loving. Know. That's, like, a picture that you would show for that. Like, oh, this is a picture of a really sweet dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to, let's see, uh, Luna, two-year-old Jack Russell mix black and white. Um, has uh, black patches around the eyes and... Carly, mom, wants to know why he is scared to go upstairs. Is that correct, Carly? Hi, I. Hi, Laura. 
Hi. Hi, Hi, my sister has actually called into the show before, but we're just checking in. It's her one-year anniversary here with us, so we were just kind of checking in on her generally. Mm-hmm. And she oh, has this, yeah, and she has sort of this issue where she's afraid to go upstairs for some strange reason. So, and has she always been like that? No, she was fine. She would go up and down the stairs, um, go into my mom's room, jump on the bed. But recently, when I took her upstairs, um, it, she kind of like holds her body down, not wanting to be picked up to go up there. And then when she went on my mom's bed, she ended up peeing on it. Oh my goodness! And yeah. is she jumping up on the couches and everything downstairs? She completely is, completely. Oh my goodness! And she's only two years old. Yeah. Okay, let's figure out what's going on with Luna. Okay. She said that she can tell you she's scared of the stingy thing up there. It stings my whole body, and I'm like, ow. I don't understand why it's shocking me. Do you have carpet? Um, We do. We do. And, and yeah, my mom's room. And, and down, well, we have carpet downstairs as well, like a rug, an area rug. Is it air? Is it wall-to-wall carpet upstairs or area rugs? Um, upstairs, for, kind of, for the most part. Because I'm wondering if she's getting static electricity. Right, potentially. That that could potentially be the case. Uh, Luna, honey, like, are you getting it all the time, baby? Sometimes that just happens with the carpet. Sometimes it just happens. It happens to people too. She says when she's on the bed, she thinks she's going to fall off and hit her head. Mm. She thinks to herself, this is dangerous and wavy. What do you mean, Luna? You're not making any sense. I think it's like an ocean up there. Did you have a bad dream, honey? What is that all about? No, I didn't have a bad dream. Sounds like his equilibrium is off somehow or something. Oh, my gosh. I, you're right. But why not downstairs? Maybe because the bed moves. It exacerbates it. Did your, yeah, did your mom ever, like, push her off the bed, like, with the covers? No, not at all. Um, Luna, honey, how do you feel downstairs? Do you feel okay downstairs? Or do you get the same thing downstairs? No, it's just upstairs where I feel like that. When I walk, I just get shocking. Huh. Okay, I'm trying to figure this out. Was it, I'm, I'm going to ask Luna, like, was it one time that that happened? Like, maybe she got shocked and then she got... No, it's, it's, well, in, in regard to her fear, of, of it's happened multiple... Now, it's it, it's happened... It's, uh, sorry, it's happened multiple times where she would go up and it's like, oh, my gosh, Lona, you peed on the bed again. And, and But sometimes it doesn't happen. It's kind of... It's on and off at times, but... You know what I want to tell you to do is I want to tell you to get her adjusted by a chiropractor... Because I'm wondering if her climbing the stairs is knocking her out. Like, if she's already out, and by the time she's climbed the stairs, right. if she's tweaked herself, and then maybe she's getting that feeling because she has, like, a pinched nerve. Right, right. 
And also the that point in the neck that mm-hmm. might give her that shocking feeling, there's also mm-hmm. a point in the neck for urinary. Okay. Sometimes okay. when they have urinary issues, it's because they're out in the neck. Right, right. Okay, um, but what she's saying is very unusual for a two-year-old. Very yeah. unusual. Okay. okay. Like, do you have any pain, Luna? Can you think do you have any pain in your body? She says she feels like her hind end gets stuck sometimes. Mm-hmm. I want you to get her adjusted and then okay. let us know if it changes. Okay, definitely. How does she feel otherwise? At being a whole year here, how does she feel? I love my family. She says sometimes she gets little snacks and she likes things that she licks off your fingers. Mm-hmm. And she likes things that she has to chase after. And I was wondering if you could tell my family something. She says that when you lean down to pick her up, sometimes she gets a big shadow over her, and she doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. I think something's going on with her physically. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people will say to me, oh, I don't think so, because you should see her jump, or, you know, right, or, oh, right. border collie. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, because, look, they can so fast <laughs> like that. But the thing is, is that dogs will run through their pain. And their mm-hmm. pain means nothing to them until they're sort of settled, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I, I want you to get her checked because I think that has something to do with it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that is true, though. I mean, especially since we are actually really tall. We're pretty tall for, I guess, yeah, we're like mm-hmm. 5'10", close to 6 feet. So um, I guess she can feel, you know, afraid like, or, or maybe she's feeling some sort of pain. I don't know, but... Yeah, because you are... Even though you guys are tall, I don't know. Mm. She's a two-year-old Jack Russell. They're pretty hardy. So, right. you know, mm. it's true. Like, if she was another type of dog, it was, like, really timid. And, you know, I would say bend with your knees, not with your torso. And I'd be more mm. on to you with the behavioral. Mm. But I just, I don't know. There's something I feel like she's tensing up. Because a mm. Jack Russell wouldn't, a two-year-old Jack Russell wouldn't typically think about the shadow mm. unless she's, crunching up her body and getting pain, you know? Mm-hmm. But, okay, well, I guess we'll look into it for sure. What I'm going to tell Luna is that, is that no matter whether, like, okay, so let's say she does have pain, she's got to mm-hmm. over-exaggerate that pain sometimes so that you guys know so you can do something about it, right? right? right. So over-exaggerate it. And then also, regardless of whether she has pain or not, she has to be aware that it is just pain and that she is safe on the bed and that she can lick and yawn and blink her eyes and calm herself and know that she's safe and secure. Okay. And that know that she's safe going up the stairs and being on the, on the rug and that everything mm-hmm. is fine. And if she gets a little spark every now and then from the carpet, that's normal. If she's, getting a, she's got to really pay attention to her body, if she's getting a spark from her body, then she has to act stiff and move funny so that you guys notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, so regardless, I want you to take her because I don't want her to be out and all of a sudden feel like, 
oh, okay, I'm, I'm, because um, this is what can happen with some of them, and I see it all the time. They can be like, okay, I can sort of get through this, and they just learn how to live with pain, and mm. then they're 14, 15, or 12, and they're really stiff because they had it their whole lives. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether she stops doing it because we've told her to calm herself and everything is okay, I still want you to take her to the chiropractor. Okay, and that is the same for everyone out there who has a declawed cat. Those declawed cats are in excruciating pain, and they all need to be adjusted, especially if they got, got declawed under a year. So, and those cats are, are big peers. I get more calls for declawed peers than anything else, and aggression, and it's because their body hurts. Mm. Yikes. So, well, thanks for call, uh, calling, Carly, and call us back. Thank you. I Thank you, Laura. Have a great day. Bye. I like the uh, one-year review. <laughs> that was cute. I know. Don't back <laughs> that little dog. I know. Hopefully uh, they're going to do the adjustment, but then he's going to jump up and be a brand-new body. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounded like, a chiropractic adjustment might be really helpful. I can just see that being something also like, because I was sensing some sort of equilibrium thing, and that can totally do that, you know, in your body. You're, you were sensing, did you say? Well, it's from what she's telling me. Well, I was assessing. Your... I was assessing. Assessing. Because I was like, oh, sensing sounds I did say sensing. I did say sensing. (laughs) (laughs) I did say sensing, but I'm not psychic, so. Yeah, that could be very true, too. And it could be caused by this walking up the stairs. She jams herself a little more, and it would hurt her optic nerve, you know? Yeah. Or her her equilibrium in her ears. Yeah. Okay, let's Hmm. go to Mango, seven-year-old giant. Red Doberman was kidnapped, wants to find out if he's okay. I don't know if we can do that one. Can we? No, we can't. We, um, no, no lost animals. Okay, should we put her on so you can give her the info? Um, sure. Okay, so, so Julie, are you there? Okay, we're so sorry. Oh, no, no, he's not lost. Yes, yes. I just want to know with the people that he's staying with until I can get him out of the legal system, is he happy? Is he okay? Okay. So, okay, so tell us what's going on. Um, He was kidnapped, uh, well, stolen, really, and I figured out who did it, finally, and then now everything's in court, and, of course, they're trying to keep him and say, well, he was sold to us. We didn't know he was stolen, so why should we give him up? We've invested $2,000, you know, in this, that, and the other. Um, and I'm just like, you know, anything you do under the guise of an animal that's been transferred to you illegally uh, reverts back to the person who did it to you. I was like, so take that person to court and get the money back from them. You hand me my dog back. And it's just now it's gotten adjourned. Oh my God! I'll they are fighting like the devil to keep this dog. They've only had him for um, I, this is two months. I've been going through hell. I've had him for seven years. 
I understand and know everything that he needs. They don't know his history. They don't know anything about him. That's the bad thing about having a stolen dog because you're not communicating with me. And you're hurting my dog's feelings and his innards. And, you know, he's wondering where I am, wondering if I'm dead, wondering what happened to him. I know he's wondering that because he's not stupid. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, so tell me what he looks like and what's his name. His name is Mango. He is a um, red Doberman. He's big. He's seven, but he looks like he's two because I've always kept him in such really excellent condition. He's just very sweet. He has white light around him. I mean, when I first got him, I was kind of unreasonable with him because I thought he was like a tough Doberman. And then I was like, boy, he just, just you know, he doesn't do anything, and he doesn't. He's not aggressive, and he doesn't. I'm not going to put him in training because he doesn't seem like he wants to be that kind of dog, you know. And then one time, uh, and also the one time when I was looking peripherally, I saw white light all around him. I said, "That's why he is how he is. He's peaceful. He's just a peaceful oh. dog, you know? and he's oh, sweet, beautiful." Well, let's get I mean, Mango and see how he's doing. Okay. okay. And did you say he's like a red Doberman? Is that what you said? He's red. He's red. He doesn't have the okay. regular black color. He's like like a like a redhead, but or a burnt okay, or burnt. Okay. Black ears or his ears cut? His <coughs> tail? Um. Yeah, he's he's like that. He's a champion Doberman. So I mean, I can cut. see why they're fighting like the devil for him. But you know, go buy your okay. own. You know. Wait, wait, hold on. So he has cut ears or and a cut tail? Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Hold on. Let me get Mango. I'm gonna pop a picture on there so you can see, but that. It's but okay. We got. I can get him. Okay. Hold on. I do get really nervous because I miss my mom. Okay. So he says, "I want my mom to know that I'm okay." Um, they asked me if I wanted to go back to you, and I rested my head on their lap, and they misunderstood me. Of course I want to go back. They're taking really good care of me. They are always bathing me, and they're making sure my nails are cut. Oh, gosh. Okay. They sing songs to me. Sometimes I try and tell them about you, but they keep putting it out of their head. Mom, they don't believe you. They think you gave me away. No, they they know now because they were in court. Yeah, she says, they think you gave me away, and now now you want me back. Well, that's strange. Why would I be fighting to the level I'm fighting with the governor's office, the mayor's office, the police, reporting the police and internal investigations for all the crap that they're pulling, and going to court? Who would be going through all that who gave a dog away? I mean, it's possible, but... she He says that they give him back massages. Say that again? They give him back massages. Well, at least he's being well taken care of. Okay. He must have had a 10-day panic attack when they left, when he, when he first got transferred to them. Because when I first got him from the breeder, 
He had a 10-day-long panic attack. There's no way he didn't have the same panic attack. So they must have known that he wanted to be with me, which is why they asked him. He says that when he finally got to them, that he was relieved before I went to them. It was scary. Of course it was. It was the guy who stole him. I was in for a, I was in a box for a long time, which is a crate. Oh, he hates that. He starts having these pa- palpitations. He goes, <laughs> yeah, he was like that for three hours in the box when I came here from Las Vegas. That the what? job that they got is what... Say that again? I think what happened was the job that they got is is the dog that you're describing now. Like, he came to them really stressed and so, and looking really bad and lost weight. And so then they're looking back on it thinking like, oh, she didn't take care of him. They're not realizing that he went downhill really fast in the time that the, whoever had him to when he got transferred to them. Yes, I noticed at court they didn't have any pictures of the first day that they picked him up because there was no abuse. They're trying to uh, accuse me of abuse. Mm, yeah, because they're confused on what happened. No, the Steelers trying to commit uh, uh, accuse me of abuse, which is why he stole him. He was trying to he's trying to accuse me of a legalized theft due to abuse, which is I don't a lie. Think there is such a thing. Well, of course not. He's concocting it. He's also going around saying he's Gilberto Santa Rosa Jr. so that you give him little puppies if you have little puppies uh, so that you have confidence in him. Because I had um, uh, a, uh, a Sato, which is a, a, a street dog, and she had babies, and I let her have the babies in the house, and I needed to move them on to the next thing. He gave me this cock and bull story that it was Gilberto Santa Rosa Jr. We have all this money. We are a humane society. We're a rescue. And you, you fall for it. And then I found out everybody in the community has been getting this song and dance from him. And then okay. I t- okay. So one of the things that we have to think about, we all have to put it out there, is that maybe why this is happening is so that he can be exposed. Yeah. So- so let's just all hold in our minds that you and Mango get back together and that those people realize that you're a good animal owner and help expose the guy who stole them. Stole them. And so think of this as maybe maybe the divine trying to getting putting making you guys suffer for a minute or for a little while in order to get this guy um exposed. Exposed. So um, he looked very nervous at court. The uh, the Steeler, uh, this, his name is Jarek. He was he couldn't even look me in the eyes. He Aww, couldn't even look me in the eyes. Well, will you keep us posted on what happens? We would love to keep hearing about what happens. And Mango okay. knows that you're fighting for him. And he knows. Things, yeah, he does. He knows. And one of the things that you can do is when it's quiet, when you're quiet, just kind of. See if you can kind of lower your energy a little bit. See if mm-hmm. you can just breathe and get real calm and then talk to him and tell him that you're fighting for him and that you love him and and um, and that you're sorry that this happened, but you're, really, you're trying really hard to get him back, and he will hear you, okay? So I would talk to him every day, and he will hear you. And you can, we can tell him to tell his people that the people that he's living with now – to say over and over and over and over again that he wants to go back with you. 
and so that they eventually get it. Because it sounds, through what he is describing, they sound like to be good people with wrong information on what was going on with you. So just kind of just pray that the truth is out. And yeah, that thank you for calling, Julie. And we'll all have to hold that, you know, together as well, that you get reunited and get what's best for Mango. Yes. Yeah, so definitely call us back and let us know uh, what's going on with the case. And we hope that you're reunited. Mango. Oh, that is so, such a tough, I can't even imagine if that happened to me. No. No. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I I would do exactly what Julie's doing. I would go and fight. Oh, my God, I would be, like, I would break into their house and steal the dog. I I just, there's no way. If Stormy was, like, locked in someone's house, like, forget it. I would, like, turn into a Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's definitely Hulk worthy. That is the time you become the Hulk. <laughs> That's what you do. I know it's not, you know, you shouldn't, I'm not saying you should break into anyone's home. That's not what no, I'm saying, but I'm, I'm saying. Sorry. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, that is how you would feel. And, you know, you'd have to fight. Like, I would spend all my money on lawyers and fight for this. I can't even imagine my little pup pup. Terrible. Thanks for sharing, Julie. That's, you know, what a tough thing to go through. Uh, Let's go. and getting back rubbed. Oh, I know. At least there it seems like he's doing okay at the house, so that's good. He's like he's getting spa treatment. <laughs> that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna go to let's see here. Marge with uh Gwen. You know Gwen, the border collie? I do know Gwen. Okay, so it looks like um Gwen was attacked by a homeless man's dog. Uh, recently, so let's hear the story from March. Uh, March, tell us exactly what happened with when. Well, um, I had her on leash, and I always walk her before I go to farmer's market. This is in Ventura, Saturday morning, and I had walked across a grassy area, and I did see a dog lying down, curled up, looked asleep or it certainly was resting so I pulled over so I was I don't know maybe 15 feet from the dog and the dog suddenly got up you know growled came at it and the two of them were into it uh oh the noise was horrible um the owner must have I didn't see him but he's he appeared really fast, and he, I don't know whether he said we had gone between his dog and the man's belongings or the man's and the dog's food, which was, I don't know, 30, 40 feet away. Anyway, the man tackled the dog, uh, or the two of them. I fell down like a ton of bricks, boy. Good, I have padding <laughs> on my butt. I went down, boy, did it hurt my back. Um, And the man was certainly appropriately worried about me and my dog and uh, 
mad at his his dog that it happened. And far as I can see, I didn't see any blood. I didn't see marks on the dogs. And I seemed to just have pulled a minor muscle. I seemed to be just fine, too. But it was scary. Oh. And this is, you know, a dog that's always been afraid of other dogs. (laughs) I know. And I try to... You know, tell her I'll protect her and walk this way, that one. But now when I walked, I tried to walk her on the promenade. Um, she keeps looking behind her like she's really, oh. really. Un- she's such a sensitive thing, too. I'm sure it's thrown her back a little bit. Aww. Right, right. Anyway, I want to, I don't know, just see how she's doing. And, uh, and yes, we still have... Um, you know, some paw infection, and it's been 10 months, but that's a oh whole nother... Oh, my goodness. A whole nother... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, this is a little setback for us. Okay, let's get Gwen and see how she's doing. It was really scary. When my dog came at me, I knew it was going to be bad. Some dogs, I think, are just going to sniff. But this dog I knew, I could see him coming from the corner of my eye. It was really scary, and he was really powerful. And my shoulders are really sore now. Hmm. And my neck is sore. And I don't like that feeling at all. But mom's been calming me. She's been talking to me a lot. And it's been soothing me. And sometimes at night we have big discussions about it. (laughs) And she's helping me get through it. I don't blame my mom at all. I know it wasn't her fault. I didn't think that dog was going to bother us either. And I know that that dog is not like every dog. But it was still scary and I'm worried I'll see him again. Aww. Can you tell my mom I like to walk on grass? So that's good. Since it happened on a grassy area, she wants to walk on grass. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We don't have a heck of a lot of grass here between the bike trail and the horse trail. (laughs) Right. Is it probably too soon to have the chiropractor check her? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, you can definitely have the chiropractor check her. You know Steve? What? Do you know Steve up in Oh, Elba? yeah, that, that's her chiropractor. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I would go to him and see and see if she's out. And maybe he can work on you, too. You could do both. <laughs> Who knows? Oh. Yeah, I've never had him work on me. We just have him work, work on the dog. Yeah, but maybe this time you both could use it. 
<laughs> yeah, sounds maybe, like it. Oh, maybe I'm glad I'm I'm upright. Some of my friends with, that are, you know, really small boned and have osteoporosis at my age, they'd have gone down and they'd had a break. <laughs> Aww. Well, anyway, we keep us posted on how she's doing, and we'll be sending prayers for you both to get healthy. Oh, okay, thank you. We're doing pretty well, and I know it takes at least a week for the stress hormones to leave a dog, you know, after a kind of traumatic experience. Mm. Oh, thank you so much, Marge. Thanks, Marge. And Marge is a client. She she comes to your Aloha sometimes, right? She comes to Aloha sometimes and back, and I've known her for many, many years. She's one of my first clients in Ojai. Oh, cool. Oh, so for those of you who are, um, you know, in the Southern California area, Laura does do um, walk-in hours, right? Yeah, but I'm taking a break for the summer, so I'll be back in the fall. In the fall, so in the fall, that's where like you've met a lot of the the some of our callers was at a Aloha Dog. Group. Yeah, yeah, and you have your open hours there. Um, but we'll have all that stuff posted on uh, thepetpsychic.com. That's uh, Laura's website, thepetpsychic.com. That has like all the information for any co- kind of events that you do, um, and also like regular or private consultations and your blog and all that stuff. So don't forget about that. Right. Um, okay, let's get to another caller. We have Rachel with the pretty bird, pretty bird, the cockatiel. Um, oh. He's lived with uh, her parents for 10 years and was cage-bound and doesn't like to be touched. Now Rachel has him and wants to know how to make him more confident and comfortable. Oh. So let's talk to Pretty Bird. Uh, so how's it going so far with Pretty Bird, Rachel? Oh, it's been going pretty well. I mean, before he moved to my apartment, he didn't even like faces. So now we can get right up next to the cage with our face. He just really doesn't like hands. Wow. And what does he look like? What does he look like? Yeah. Uh, um, He's He's gray and he's got the yellow face and little oh, feathers that stick up. I had a cockatiel too named Francis Tulip. I love them. Oh, so, yeah, he's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't like to be touched. Now, I don't know if you're ever going to get him to be touched, but um, so you want to make him, do you want to just make him more com- um, confident and comfortable? Like, in what way? Like, so you can get closer to the cage, so you can talk to him, so you can do fast movements around him. What are you thinking? Um, well, I guess I just feel really bad that he's never really been out of his cage, except for sometimes when the accidentally got out. So, I, just so he's happiest, I suppose. Yeah, do you want him to be, can he fly? Do you want him to be able to fly? Well, he got out of the cage twice since he's moved here, and he's not a good flyer. We think his wings might be clipped. It was very. It was really scary. He ran into the walls. So, yeah, I don't really know where to go with it from here on out. Because I, I had the same idea too that maybe he won't I mean, ever he like hands. Practice too, because if he's not used to using his wings like that, he's not going to be the best flyer at first. But I would make sure that you put shades down on the windows and stuff so that he doesn't think that he can fly out the window. So oh, that's yeah. 
that's the most important is to cover the windows somehow so that he doesn't think that he can fly through them. Um, but let me ask him if he even wants to fly, if he wants to practice and, and, um, and what that would be like and how, what, is there anything that you can do to make him more confident and comfortable? Okay, pretty bird. I'm really happy to be with Rachel. She talks to me, and she's very conscientious about my food. <laughs> and my water never goes very long without getting cleaned. She's very observant of my behaviors. More, so much so that I'm looking at myself more. Oh, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm doing this. Sometimes I get a little itchy belly. And he was wondering if he could sometimes have the bigger seeds. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, we just switched his food because they told us that sunflower seeds aren't good for him. So we switched to smaller, healthier seeds. Oh, that's funny. So he wants the sunflower seeds, but maybe the sunflower seeds is why he was having an itchy belly. Oh, maybe. He's had the bigger ones, like, pretty much his whole life. But when I went to the store recently, I talked to, like, a cockatiel expert. She said it's equal to junk food for cockatiels. It is, but loaded with sugar. See, more I like them, too. Um, you can, maybe you could give him, like, a few, like, you know, like treats yeah. or something. So maybe you can have a little bit, but that might be why your stomach is itchy, honey. So now you're on a healthier seed. you got to detox that stuff, or maybe you're detoxing the sugar. <laughs> I liked to fly, but I got scared I wouldn't find my way back. Oh. I don't like it when Rachel lifts her hands out wide. Or if she looks Wait. at me really strong. Wait, look, what away me. look away from me more. So what he's saying is that if you the bigger that you make yourself, the scarier he is. So like oh. you might just be like reaching up to like open the door or something, but to him that's like, Oh my god, she's getting bigger. So oh. see, see if you can just like um, move really slowly and tell him before you do everything, like, like I'm going to open the door now. And, like, when you look at him, and him, if this is a hard thing with, like, with all animals, really, but, like, birds and bunnies I notice, like, the most, is that if you are, like, or any kind of scared animal, I should say, if you are, like, really focused on them, and sometimes we're just focused on them because they're looking beautiful or we're just trying to see what they're doing, that mm-hmm. focus can make them nervous. Oh, okay. So, um, so kind of just like turn your head to the side, blink more, just have a softer eye. Look at their chest instead of looking at their eye so much. Okay. He says he likes like a grape or something. Do you, do you, you given him grapes? Oh, we're giving him millet. It's kind of like bunched together. That might make sense. I don't think it's millet. I think it's a grape. Right? Millet is not juicy. It's juicy, you said? Yeah, it's like juicy. So he wants a grape? Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Yeah, something like a grape. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never done that before, but oh. <laughs> maybe he's had previous owners that I don't know about. Can cockatiels eat grapes? I don't know anything about birds. I don't oh, know. I, I don't know. See, Mora will eat them sometimes, but I don't know a cockatiel. That's something to look up. But whatever it is, it kind of has, like, you know the inside of a grape? How it looks like that? That's what he's sort of talking about. So, like, what else would look like that? I guess, like, aloe would look like that. I don't know what else. I would just kind of think about it. And maybe it's something he instinctually knows about, or maybe it's something he's had a long time ago when he's figuring this is his chance to ask for it again. Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel, thanks for calling in. I love having birds on the show. So I'm really glad they called. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, tell Pretty Bird uh, we said hello. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, pretty bird. Yeah, I don't know. I know Grape, aloe. I know. I think he sounds like he's pretty happy. He's just adjusting. I mean, if you've had a certain life for a long time, it takes time to change, you know? Ten years old is, is old for a cockatiel, I think. Cockatiel, too, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I had a, a – which one's the ones that are green? That's a parakeet. A parakeet. I had a parakeet growing up, too. I had a parakeet as well. I loved my parakeet. PJ was his name. Mine was named P. No way. Yeah. That's kind of weird. We both had parakeets and one was mine was PJ and yours was P. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it was my first pet I ever had. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, mine was my first. That was just mine. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, it's that time. And I have this idea that I think we should start. Not only is it like words of wisdom from Storm King and his friends, which are like all of our family animals. um, But I was thinking if maybe people want to start submitting to the Ask Stormy. So hashtag Ask Stormy. You can do it on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Pet Psychic Radio, or also like your Twitter and stuff, right? At the Pet right, Psychic. Is, yeah. And so it would be cool if people do uh, submit an Ask Stormy question about the world or about your life, and he can pick a question and then answer it, and he doesn't talk to your pets. It's about you. So maybe we can like start doing that for the show, too, and we can include a question and answer down in the future. I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah, should that's great. Should we start with one of those, one of the, should we read one of the stormy columns now? Sure. Um, I'm seeing the one, let's see, uh, I see the Ann Von Waldy one. Should yeah, I read that one? Yeah, the one about the zoo? Okay. Yeah, yeah, she wrote, so Ann writes, I feel very sorry for the animals in zoos and try to visit them on quiet days when I can send them loving thoughts. Sometimes I picture them playing in the wild and send them love. Is there anything people can envision or think to give caged animals some happiness? And so this is kind of long, but Stormy answers, I feel what you already, you are already doing is very beneficial. Also, you can think of the animals and tell them that many people are fighting for their welfare. Uh, the people love them, and they're trying hard to preserve their species in the wild. My mom and I tell the elephants to imagine themselves 
in sanctuaries where they have lots of space to roam. So perhaps they will manifest this for themselves. So there's more that he writes, um, and you can read that again on the Pet Psychic Radio page. Um, also, uh, he has a page, right, on your PetPsychic.com? Uh, pet he does. On my website, mm-hmm. he has his page that's called Ask Stormy. And um, you can find that under, I believe it's under sur- the Services tab. It is. It's under the Services tab. Um, it's, there's a drop-down and Ask Stormy is there. Yeah, so submit your questions because he does them often, right? He does. He does them every couple of days. So every couple of days, so you might get your question answered by the wise Storm King. Is he awake to do a quick words of wisdom? He is not awake. Uh, and he's what? actually in the other room. But oh. I got Luca here. Should we have Luca do it? Yeah. So Luca is your poodle. Three-year-old poodle. Luca, honey, mm-hmm. you want to do words of wisdom? Luca, you want to do words of wisdom? You've got to say something wise. What's something wise you can say? I have a lot of friends, and it's fun to have friends over. Honey, we got two visiting dogs today. Honey, um, that's not really a word of wisdom, but <laughs> But it's, it's a nice thought. Mm-hmm. When nice you greet a dog, greet slowly. That's true, Luca. That is a word of wisdom from Luca. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's true, because he doesn't greet slowly, Mr. Luke. He's very intense. So he's trying to share that um, that's something he's working on. That's true. That's very. He needs a lot of wisdom in that area. Don't you, Luca? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Oh. That was exactly the wise that Stormy would have, who's fast asleep in the other room. I can't wake yeah. him up from here. <laughs> yeah. But don't forget, you can always do Ask Stormy. Um, and he also does um, – so is Ask Stormy now, like, just its own thing, or is there still Dear Stormy? Well, Dear Stormy was my column, and so it was very long. And now Ask Stormy is really, like, has been just on social media, so it's much shorter. Okay, so so more people have access to that one. So, you know, you might get picked, you know, a lot easier because there's more of them. That's true. Very true. I try and answer one every couple of days. There's Stormy tries yeah. to answer them every couple of days. And it's what we do in the afternoons when we're at the park. We sit, and I really get him to think about it. I read him the questions before we leave for the park, and then he, while we're on our way to the park, he chooses which one he wants to do. And then we concentrate on it. That so, is so cool. Well, I might submit a question. <laughs> I might submit a question. Um, And uh, I, you know, they're really great answers. So check that out. Till then, um, you know, just tune into the Pet Psychic Radio Show next week. And we're going to be talking to the animals. Uh, Go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication as well as private consultations with Laura. And don't forget to like us on facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. And if you're not following us on Twitter already, please do so at The Pet Psychic, and I guess we'll see you all next week. Don't forget, you can also download this podcast. 
So don't forget about that. Talk to the animals. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. Chicken.